AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things. I so appreciate you doing this with me. Absolutely. Listen, I'm always up for pajamas and blankets. I know, right? Girl time is like (laughs) the best. It's so necessary. So I have to tell you, one of the things that people tell me all the time is about how my ministry is so effective because it's kingdom, but Mm -hmm. it invades the culture. Mm -hmm. And I sit back and although it's like complimentary Mm -hmm. for me, I also know that I'm not the first person to do that Mm -hmm. because I remember when Shackles came out and it wasn't (laughs) just like something that you were listening to on Christian radio. It invaded the culture. And so I just want to honor you and thank you for your commitment to authenticity and yeah. to your sound mm-hmm. because it gave girls like me who yeah. often felt lost in the church a way yeah. to say, wait, there is a way that we can do this and still be relevant. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I had no idea that that's what was happening. I it, That was 
totally God's orchestration um, in the whole process. I knew that, you know, growing up in church and we sang all the churchy songs and the choir songs, which I enjoyed, yeah. but I knew that my dad did prison ministry and that we always were out in the street talking to people who didn't speak Christianese. Right. And so we had to figure out, how do I love on these people and let them know that God's love uh, is for them too, without beating them up but giving them truth. And so we kind of figured it out, um, of course, with the help of my husband, who wouldn't let us be as church churchy as we wanted to be. <laughs> like, we wanted to be more like, ah, just... <laughs> <laughs> belting it out and he was like nah just chill and as we realized what God was doing he was like oh we are we're not just singing to church girls and, right you know what I mean um it got a little scary but then it got it became an honor like you want to use me like I have enough information I have enough to give to the world and it's just it's still I'm still very honored to Anytime I can present my brand of gospel, and I don't know if that's the right way to say it, yeah. but what I do um, to audiences everywhere, it's amazing. So, like, how much of it is intentional and how much of it is you just being authentic and that just happens to translate in a way that is relevant? So, I'll give you an example. So, um, the song Little Girl, mm-hmm. um, I think that's on the second or third record. And I was talking about she was just 13 and she didn't think she'd ever see her own beauty. Um, insecurity plagued me and Tina um, because our family was poor and because we moved a lot. And, you know, at school they call you the corny church girl and all that business. So you feel like, oh, I'm never going to be fresh ever in life. And so learning uh, that song is steeped in so much truth of what we really realized. And then there was a songs that we didn't know that we would have to face like can't give up now we're like oh you know let's do tribute you know james cleveland yes let's take no way's tide make it can't give up now so you know it's a little more relatable and then you actually face the moments where you're singing it and you have to live it and you go oh okay god that's what you were oh so i have to keep going and i want to give up yeah and i have to sing for all these people and tell them i just want to praise you and i kind of don't right now yeah you know and i know that's for some people maybe they don't get to that level of honesty but you know sometimes I just didn't want to yeah and the mission and purpose was bigger than me bigger than my sister bigger than my family bigger than you know all of that because souls are at stake and and they're somebody who didn't grow up in church that needs to hear this song that's going to be played in a club right that's right. going to do the research yeah and go oh so there's a different way to live yeah you know mm-hmm. I was at an event um and this lady came up to me and she was crying. She was so excited. And she said she heard uh, God and me in the club and she thought the song was cool. So she bought the album. Mm-hmm. And she said she bought the album and she was like, I don't want to hear no blank, blank gospel. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, wow. And she was like, I was not trying to hear it. She's still crying. I didn't want to hear no gospel. She said, but every song I heard Jesus. And I was like, okay, well, let me try it. And she was like, and I went to church and I got saved and it's all because the song was in the club. She was like, please keep the music in the clubs. And it was just so encouraging to hear that in contrast to some religious people. They playing a song in the club. Well, you're not going. Right. And they're not coming here. So how are we going to win them? Exactly. It encouraged me so much. And I've heard that story time after time of people who, you know, they just thought it was a cool song, you know, talking about, you know, people call themselves God now, you know, so they thought it was something speaking to that level of self-awareness where mm-hmm. I become God. You know, I know there's a whole thing, you know, um, but I was talking about some, I, I'm I'm God's child. Right. He lives inside of me. It's it's his power, not mine. And so it's it's kind of helped a lot of people get to know him in, 
in an unorthodox way of hearing it in the club. And I'm still amazed uh, that he does it time and time again. And I, it is not, it's never initially the plan. Yeah, That's no. never initially the plan. It's mm-hmm. like, let's make a good song. Let's make sure we put everything we can into it. Let's make sure it's hot. Let's make sure it's groundbreaking. Have we said this before? So we'll listen to all old music and go, said that before, said that before. Okay, it's a million songs like that. What can we do? Yeah. You know, and then we step out in this territory where nobody's playing music like that. So I have to fight harder yeah. to get it played on gospel radio. Um, secular radio wants Jesus, but they don't want to feel judged. Mm-hmm. So we have to fight there to prove to them that you have people who want to hear this. So I'm in a position where I always have to fight. Yeah. And um, it's made me really tough and kind of resilient. So I don't get uh, my feelings hurt and I don't get offended, you know, as easily when people go, oh, that song sucks. Or I go, you like it. You just don't know it yet. (laughs) God's going to use it. It's going to be a tool for you. Just wait. And so uh, it's made me really confident in always making sure that God was in the center of putting the song together. Right. And that's important. And so he allows it to flourish and go where it's supposed to go. You said something about like singing can't give up now in moments where you really want to give up. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking, I think about all of these different odds that were against you that you've had to overcome. Mm-hmm. How do you balance like feeling like I don't want to give up? I can't give up now. I got to get up here. I mm-hmm. need to minister. Yeah. But also I have some brokenness that yeah. I need to deal with. So how do we in ministry serve the people, but also make sure that we're dealing with our own brokenness yeah. when we're finished in that ministry capacity? Is there ever a time where you're like, I can't do that right now because I need to work on me? Right. And how do you know when it's enough is enough? I'm really, really in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. which means I trust him with my pain and I trust that if I move forward in his strength um, the scab will heal the beautiful thing about a scab is the healthy blood cells rush to it and the scab is ugly and it's there but when it comes off you're healed underneath so sometimes I'm working and I'm scabbed Mm -hmm. you know maybe I'm not bleeding anymore but I'm scabbed and so I know I have to keep going and I just I trust the healer I trust the comforter um, because he doesn't say work for me when everything is great. Right. Sometimes you are you're at your best when you are your weakest because yeah. you know that you're relying on him. I remember doing the radio show one morning and I, um, one of my kids, and this is maybe small for somebody else, my baby's tooth fell out and I missed it and mm-hmm. I'm on radio and I'm, you know, doing all this stuff and I just was empty. And yeah. so I said, I said you guys, I'm empty mm-hmm. today. But there's enough residual faith and there's enough residual word on the inside that I still have something to say, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not bubbling over and full. We'll have our full moments, you know, and we'll be excited and on fire. And then sometimes those times where I barely made it here, I barely, I was quiet the whole drive and just, you know, praying in the spirit. And when I got there, God did something amazing. I think he honors that sacrifice. For sure. I think he um, can use me best when I'm out of the way and out of my head and I don't care about my clothes, I don't care what my hair, hair looks like, my makeup is not top notch today. Oh, well, I'm bringing <laughs> what, what I have. Is. This yeah. is what it is. But I, and God, you will make up the rest. And he always makes up the difference. Yeah. And so I that's how that I keep way. going. Yeah, I feel like when ministry, when your ministry is about you, 
Like it, I am producing the type of ministry that helps me. So when I am operating in that capacity, it helps me to mm-hmm. move past whatever I'm feeling yes. in that moment. Yes. Because it's just nothing like being reminded, like, this is why I got into it. Absolutely. So that I could lead people to you, so that I could help someone who was hurting. And right now, even in my own hurting, I see that I'm doing what mm-hmm. you called me to do. And it gives me the strength I need to keep going. Mm-hmm. I do take my moments, though. Mm-hmm. I do. You know, there's been times when... You know, I'd come off stage and I usually do loads of meet and greets and I take pictures and I talk to people. But, you know, my my team, there's a we have a code and they know, okay, she's done. And I'll just (laughs) well, I won't say anything. I'll just. Yeah. And in my inside, I'm going, get me out of here. I'm going to explode (laughs) in two seconds. Goodbye. I love you all. Goodbye. You know, because I don't have anymore and I will work to my end. Mm -hmm. But I know when that end comes and I'll take it. And just like this past holiday season, I didn't really do a lot of concerts. I didn't do Christmas concerts. I didn't do Thanksgiving. I didn't do much of anything. I was at home and I feel like I really needed that, you know, because usually, you know, it's a time when people want you a lot. They want Mary Mary. They want me by myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it's a lot to do. And and there is revenue, but I'm going, is the revenue more important than refreshing, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes that's. The balance. And then if I'm just going after the revenue, am I some way and somehow going, God won't supply my needs. Right. So I have to sacrifice my sleep to do all of this. I'm going, no, you'll supply my needs and I'll be refreshed in time with you. And learning that has really, really, really helped me a lot. Courtesy of Stylish Day Bowling, your girl is known to serve a look or whatever. So what inside scoop can I give the girls when it comes to must-have wardrobe essentials? Sculpting bodysuits. They are the firm foundation your waist has been searching for. And recently shopping for a new bodysuit, I decided to finally give Skims a try and it's totally worth the hype. The feeling is like no other shapewear I've worn before. It's so stretchy and soft that you'll forget you're wearing it. With sizes available in extra, extra small to 4X, Skims is a solution-oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. I love their contouring bodysuits and think everyone should experience this level of comfort. The Fits Everybody collection of bodysuits are lightweight, form-fitting essentials that stretch to twice its size. They are sold in a range of cuts and fits along with nine core colorways and limited edition seasonal color. Sis, you've got to give them a try. Believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fit everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders of $75 all at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you. Select podcast in the survey and be sure to select Woman Evolve in the drop-down menu that follows. I feel like we're just learning that, like, in my household. And we had to learn it the hard way because my mm-hmm. husband um, tore his tricep. Oh. And so it's really like a six months to 12 uh, to twelve months before he has full recovery. But those first six weeks, he had to be completely shut down. And it was the first time in our marriage and in our household where we were, like, completely shut down as a family. No church for six weeks. Wow. Like... It was a thing. (laughs) He goes, I'm going to do this every year. 
He wow. goes, I'm going to take this time off every year. It just happened. It was like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve. And he goes, I'm going to do this every year because being connected with the kids, being present in the house, it just did something for Absolutely. us as a family that we don't get to have mm-hmm. when we're like going from thing to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, because people ask me this all the time. They're like, how do you balance it all? And I'm like, I don't think <laughs> oh, it's all no. balance. <laughs> no, it's a lot of grace. <laughs> I don't think it's all balance. Uh, people ask that question all the time. And, I, you know, I, this may sound corny and like like I'm speaking Christianese, but really, I do it through the strength of the Holy Spirit. I stop when he says stop. I go when he says go. When I get a big idea, I know something big is coming and I just pay for the grace to pace myself. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I'm at home, I try to leave my phone somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know. So if I'm with the kids or cooking, I'm like way domestic. So I'm cooking. I am and too. I love being domestic. It's where I like really refresh, I think. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like. I can hold a microphone or a spatula. <laughs> Whatever I need honey. to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm able to do that and be okay in that. And I don't feel less than. And I think it's because I have the other thing. But, that you know, I know there's yeah, some women yeah, in the yeah. middle who right. only have mm-hmm. home. And so sometimes they feel like this is all I am. I need those moms to understand that you are building lives. You are sure. cultivating the legacy of your family, your children, your home is everything. And it needs to be that place of peace. When your home is not a place of peace, oh. it feels like a dungeon. Yeah, You know, you can feel under arrest mm-hmm. at home. Some people walk to the front door and have to take a deep breath because they don't know what they're walking into. Yeah, You know, and I, you have to, have to create that environment where when you go home, it's okay. I don't only want to get to a hotel and go, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Right. I've done that. And I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me. What's going on? Yeah. Why is this? This shouldn't feel better than the people who mm-hmm. love me. Yeah. This shouldn't feel better, you know, than spending time with my kids in the bed, even though they kick me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, under, you know what I'm talking about? Those things, I think, bring balance. I just like doing it. I think that like cooking and doing things at home, it's the one place where I can see something go from a mess to like completely order in order, yeah. like within hours. Uh-huh. Everything else I do, I'm just like throwing spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> see if it sticks, we'll see if it works in about six months. Uh-huh. But here at home, like I can go to the grocery store and have dinner on the table. Like I can yeah. complete something mm-hmm. fully and I love it. I and too. my kids love my cooking. So that like just eggs me on in right. a major way. I feel I feel very professional when they like my yes. food and they ask for more. Yes. And my husband, I, I like feeding people. I think that's a black mama I do. thing. I just like feeding. I will feed you, honey. You go, you are you going through something? Let, Let me, me feed, feed you. you. <laughs> that will make it all better. Absolutely. I feel like I don't know if it's just my generation, but I'm going to ask you. Like I feel like we struggle a lot with this idea of being domestic, mm-hmm. and I think maybe a lot of it has to do with just feeling like our mothers didn't. Have have the opportunity to go out into the workplace and yeah. conquer something so we're going to be the opposite of that but I, re- I did this post about leather and lace a few weeks ago and like this idea that women can be both leather and lace mm-hmm. but I don't know that we have fully come to a place where we're ready to balance that do you see that with a lot of women? I do I think um, we have glorified our careers and our brands um, and our style, and we don't understand the beauty in serving your family because that's yeah. really what it is. You know, my mom served us, and yeah. I wouldn't be who I am today without her nurturing. And she didn't go to the spa, and I don't remember nail treatments, and she didn't take weeks off yeah. to go anywhere with her girlfriends. You know, they may have gone to 
Denny's to eat after yeah. church. That was about it. Um, and I think um, I want to. I want my kids to adore me the way I adore my mom. But that only comes from the sacrifice and praying for them and nurturing them. So that's something that happens at home and with family. So you have to make time for both. Um, I believe I have the family that I have for the ministry that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Martha Munizzi about mm-hmm. balance. This is when I only had two. And she was telling me some of the things that she told her children. She was like, do you enjoy your life? And she said, her daughter said, yes. Do you enjoy traveling? She said, yes. And she said, that means mommy and daddy have to be gone sometimes. And so it gave her kids perspective. So I've learned to do that with my own kids. So I know that I have to be there and nurture because I want Krista to see both. So as she grows, I want to I want her to understand that. You can cook and ask your husband, is he hungry, and feed him and bring him breakfast in bed and all that and still be a fabulous CEO and entrepreneur. You can do it both. Right. You know, you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. And I know a lot of my sisters out there have sacrificed because they feel like I can't. I just, it's going to take too much of my time. Um, They feel like submission is a bad word. Yeah. You know, they feel like. You know, asking, you know, how do you feel about what I'm doing? Just, you know, what relationship requires Uh asking how you feel or are you okay with this or even getting saying getting permission. Husband, is it cool if I go out of town on this particular day? That is usually a family day. Those things, I think when people understand, they go, oh, well, maybe I can be married and have a high powered career. You know, but I don't think they always see it, especially because relationship. I'm so glad I'm not dating. Yeah. Y'all have a hard way, ladies. <laughs> and so I think that's why they don't see it that mm-hmm. way. They think I just have to go for my career. Relationship is too hard. It's too difficult. It's unpredictable. He's not going to cooperate. He has to fit. I, you have to be what I put on my vision board. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of um, women today think relationship can be. And it's just, it can't be that. I don't know. I might be naive. But I just, I went through my divorce and I was like, okay, I'm just going to work on who I am. You know, I'll write books. I'll just do whatever from Mm -hmm. this point on and I'll be that CEO. I wasn't really necessarily looking for marriage. I was a single mom. I had my two kids. And so I was just kind of like going to live my life. And then I met my husband and he so radically changed my life. I was like, girl, do you really want to let him walk out (laughs) your life? Like, yes, you a boss. Yes, you bought your own house. But do you really want to let him go somewhere and be someone else's dream man get your life together? (laughs) But I do think that there was something about me coming to a place of wholeness within myself that attracted wholeness to me and that made our marriage come together a lot easier. I think a lot of times we've made marriage just kind of be like this fix-all thing. Like a woman's purpose is just to get married and then when she gets married, she has her identity. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that we lose that as the societal norm, Mm -hmm. that we can make it easier for a woman to feel like maybe CEO is more available to me right now than marriage, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that marriage isn't a possibility. But Mm -hmm. the pressure Mm -hmm. that is put on women to become like married and wives, Mm -hmm. and I know like I'm in the marriage club talking about it, but I (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like that pressure is why I got into my first marriage. And I just, I don't, I don't know what we can do to help them see a different narrative. You got to see yourself past the relationship. So I was engaged twice before Mm -hmm. I met Warren. And, you know, the first was because we were both went to church together. And I knew that I didn't really love him like that. But I was such a good girl. I thought it was mean to say no. Mm. So I said yes. And I came home and told my parents, this is literally what they did. Mommy and daddy, I'm engaged. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I, I guess they're not with this. <laughs> literally, they said nothing. They pulled the covers over their faces. 
And so I was like, okay, so I have to get out of this because this isn't it. The second guy was a very nice guy. His father was a pastor. He had his own business, handsome guy, all of that. And I decided to ask God about it after I had the ring. Mm. The after ring the, the, after I had the right, ring right, and the right. dress and the church and the Ooh, photographer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um God was silent. Mm. And I started asking everybody, I started asking my leaders who uh, they were my faith almost. Yeah. Let me make a decision. Okay, sister so and so, what do you think? Okay. Elder so and so, what do you think? And I would ask them and nobody would give me an answer. And I was like, You guys have been giving me my answers all my life. <laughs> right, what is wrong what? with you? And they just wouldn't. And I found my Favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Part of the reason I wanted to be married because all my girls were getting married. Mm. They had had all their weddings and they were starting to have babies. And here I am, Erica Atkins at the time, who's a singer at the church, who's still single. What is wrong with you? Mm. You know, and I had to let go of this Whatever, I was actually competing with them, and I didn't realize it. I had to let that go, and my desire to please God more than my flesh and more than anything else became bigger. And my dad told me, the best, the biggest decision that you'll let in your life that you'll make next to your decision to serve Jesus is who you'll marry. He said, it's not not a fly-by-night decision. It is a big deal. And so when God was silent, I gave the ring back. I let my cousin who was in New York use the dress. Um, I canceled everything and I came home. And I was so embarrassed because people had planned their vacations. They Mm. were coming to LA. His family lived somewhere else. And that's when I really learned to depend on God fully and completely. And I knew that relationship wasn't the end all be all because my career actually took off and I wasn't engaged to anyone. Mm. And I started working and traveling and I didn't have you know, I wasn't Mrs. Anything. I was just Erica. You know, and our love still came my way. Right. But right. I think God has to do something in us where we don't feel like this is everything. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, that's my story. Yeah. That I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That but it's not like <laughs> you came to your own place of wholeness too before love could come into your life. And I don't think that we can stress that enough. When you make it about you, mm-hmm. then that's when you get to become everything that God has in mind. And then mm-hmm. we get to determine what love and relationships and family looks like. It's it's not a trophy. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's not a trophy. Yeah. It's ministry. Yeah. Marriage is um for procreation, sanctification. An illustration. Yeah. We're supposed to illustrate that love to God the way He loves us. You know, all the scriptures about loving your wife as Christ loved the church and all these things about um, forgiveness and long suffering and compassion. Why do you think those words are in there when it talks about love? Because that's what it entails. It is not mm. for the faint at heart. Mm. And if you don't love yourself, you're not going to have compassion mm. for Him. Yeah. You know, if you haven't had your own relationship with God where the Holy Spirit, because really, the moment you have an argument with your husband or your spouse and you take time away from that and go get in the face of God, you'll come back to that argument with a different spirit. Because if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and I'm this and I don't. And ego will get in the way every, every time. time. Who are you talking to? You know? Yeah. I, this is what I could do by myself. Exactly. I can leave this house and I can. And your ego just goes. You just start pumping. The enemy starts pumping you up. Shh, shh. 
Okay, so you said something about the second fiance, how mm-hmm. you asked God after yes. the fact, and God was silent. Mm-hmm. So what is the difference for you in your own like relationship with God? Like, How can you tell when God is being silent versus when God is speaking? Because that's the question I get a lot from the women of Woman Evolved. They're mm-hmm. like, how do I know when God is talking? How do I know if God is being silent? Mm-hmm. And like, what, what has your own experience with that been? Um, letting the Holy Spirit be the regulator and never my emotions. Mm-hmm. So when I'm waiting to hear from God or I'm getting some information, I try the, try the spirit by the spirit. Does what I'm thinking and feeling fit into what God's plan for my life is? Because my feelings may say, oh, I want to do this. And then I have to ask myself, why do I want to do it? What was the motivation? Where did this, where did he thought these thoughts and feelings start? Was I watching a show that I loved? Yeah. Was I looking at someone's relationship or someone else's event mm-hmm. and go, oh, I want to do that too. But I was never called to that. Right. You know, you have to start really questioning, questioning yourself. Where did this come from? Is this a God idea? Or was it just a little bit of envy? Yeah. Oh, I could do that better. And then you start moving forward and trying to figure out why things aren't working. But it's because God was never in it in the first place. Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow when you, you know, for me, make a new record or write a song. And, oh, this is going to, this is going to, this is going to. And the Holy Spirit, I didn't, that's not what <laughs> I, I, I told you. To do with that. I didn't have nothing to do with that. That was your vision. Now, if you come over here, I promise you I'll bless it. I promise the provision and the ideas and the peace that you need to get it done will be there. But when it's your own ideas, sometimes it's, it's, it's turbulent. And not to say that God ideas aren't turbulent because mm-hmm. the enemy is always fighting, but there's still a certain amount of peace that you have. Right, and for right, me, right. that's what it's been, whether I was traveling, touring, you know, my husband starting the church, all those things, there was still a certain amount of peace, even though I was trying to figure it out because there were so many things that I had never done before. Yeah. You know, going solo and kids growing yeah. up. There were so many things that were brand new. The radio show, all that's happened in the span it of did. one year. So it I was did. like, do I, did I do this? Am I? You know, Mary, Mary stopped. And so now I'm trying to be overambitious. But I now I can clearly see that it was the hand of God and me saying yes was yes to him and not me just wanting to stretch myself to be whatever I think I need to be. I always go, Lord, I when you said, give me the desires of my heart, give me what to want. Yeah, because sometimes I want my own thing. And so in hearing his mm. voice and understanding his voice, I go, make sure that I'm wanting what you want for me. Not something that I picked up along the way, something that I enjoyed in a song or something that I watched in a movie that, you know, we get all emotional, watch movies. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're ready. I want again. that. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's a movie. The end. OK. Back to real life. God, what are you speaking? What are you calling me to? And that helps me regulate. Sweater weather, is that you? Ladies, I'm all for this season, but don't let this cool air fool you. You'll start laying your clothes and run up on a sweaty little secret. Remember, odor isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. And thanks to our friends over at Loom, we have access to clinically proven whole body deodorant that provides 72 hour odor protection. Trust and believe it's gonna keep us fresh this fall. And what I like most about Loom are the unexpected benefits of their cool cucumber wipes when I require extra protection for special moments. Who knew they would be so handy? Now you're probably wondering what makes Loom unique and different from any other deodorant. So let me spill the tea. It was created by an OBGYN, stops odor before it even starts, and is the first whole body deodorant of its kind. Not to mention, in just a few years, Loom has won the hearts of millions, having earned about 200,000 five-star reviews and counting. 
With reviews like that, I highly recommend Loom's Starter Pack for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Loom Starter Pack with code EVOLVE at loompodcast.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit loompodcast.com and use code EVOLVE. That made me real. All of those transitions did happen for me. Like I'm on the outside looking in, and I'm like celebrating. Like, oh, she had a radio <laughs> show. Oh, they starting at church. Girl. Like, but when you are on the, I know because I've had some major transitions in a short mm-hmm. window. Like what that feels like on the inside. Like, wow, I just realized so many of us go through so many transitions, yeah. and we don't realize how many times our identity changes in a short gap. Absolutely, a million hats. Yeah. I was used to being a duo. Mm-hmm. And I got used to doing uh, the reality show. And then, you know, God turned Tina's world upside down. And I was like, okay, what am I? I knew I was supposed to keep singing. And even my husband was like, I really don't know what your solo music is supposed to sound like. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I felt offended. Like, what do you mean? You don't know. You should, you know. Mm -hmm. It was all of that. And then a little more Jesus came out of pain, out of me standing in the closet, literally going, I need just a little more Jesus because I felt ill-equipped. My father had died of cancer. My manager was was suing me and Tina and Tina was like, I don't want to work anymore. And it wasn't like Mary Mary was over. We had just put out Go Get It that had won a Grammy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you want to stop now? Yeah. But her life was in chaos. She was like, Deuce's music. I'm going to make sure my home, this is my first ministry. Yeah. This man and these children. And she took the time and I was left to sort out my pieces. Mm. And I was so used to standing next to her. I did not know what it meant to stand by myself. We made all the decisions together, the business, the money, the clothes, when we put, it was always together. And it was now all on me. I was singing with her all the time. So I didn't have to sing the a full concert by myself. So I had to even get new physical strength because I was not used to doing a whole concert by myself. There was so many things that was new. And, you know, because the enemy wants to take you down when a little more Jesus came out, the first comment that I read on iTunes when I was excited, I went to iTunes to see the reviews. The first comment was, oh no, honey, you need a little more Tina because you're just the cute one. You don't even sing like that. I had to take a deep... Okay, I'm not stopping because of it. Let me keep going. And it hurt and it stung, you know, and then my voice started going out on me because I was trying to still do Mary Mary and the reality show and the church. It was I was like, Lord, this is not fair. You know, as we see now, it eventually worked itself out. But there was a lot of tears and a lot of times where I felt like, why would you ask me to do this? But it was similar to when I was. In the second situation with the fiance, learning to just trust God, mm-hmm. I was my trust was in Sony Records yeah. and my Block Records. Right. It was in me and Tina together. It was in what had been. I know what this process works like. I know. I didn't know how any of it worked for myself, and so going to a new label, new people, you don't know, you know. And then having to live up to Mary Mary, are you going to come out yeah. and flop? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. God is gracious, so the music came out and did well. Even the Stellar Awards. I had hosted twice. I had won about 20-something stellar awards. And for my solo career, when I asked for a for performance, they said no initially. Mm. So I was like, <laughs> what? what do you mean? Yeah. And 
So then we went back and asked again and they said, well, you can do a collaborative performance and we'll give you a minute and 34 seconds. I said, but this song is it's three and some change. I, I need all of my time just mm-hmm. so people get the song. You have a minute and 34 seconds. And my husband said, take it or don't. Mm-hmm. Why complain? Okay, we know how many stellars you have. Mary Mary has it. Erica doesn't. They don't know if people are going to stand up and clap. Will it be a womp womp moment? Will people change the channel? They don't know. And so he said, sing like you're losing your mind in that minute and 34 seconds and live. Mm -hmm. I was costumed. I had a hat. I had lighting. I went all out as if it was a full concert. And it was a beautiful moment. I remember being backstage with one of my gospel friends, and he was like, this is so not cool, man. I can't believe they only gave you a minute and 34. I was like, dude, I'm good. Yeah. This is, I'm starting here. I have to build. I have to pay my dues. I have to start over. I'm not Mary Mary by myself. I'm just Erica. They don't know her by herself. And so I took that moment, and it was, they were on their feet, you know, and I I gave it everything that I had, and it was a beautiful performance, actually, with, I think it was Ja'Kalen Carr, it was Lexi, Mm -hmm. and it was Latisse Crawford, and it was a moment that we all had together, and it was what it was supposed to be, and I didn't need all that time to do what I thought I needed, and I felt cheated, but in the end, I switched, and God got the glory out of me, taking what I was given, you know, as opposed to complaining about what I felt I deserved, and... You know, and now I'm here today. The album came out and won a Grammy and, you know, all that jazz. But it started as, no, honey, you need a little more Tina. That is crazy. (laughs) Because just from the outside looking in, all I see is like success after success after success. And to think that you were like starting from the ground up. Oh, yeah. You just never know what's on the other side of people's story. I just kept going. So like what is, if you could go back and tell... Erica then. Uh, she's starting her solo career as Mary Mary is going through and mm-hmm. the management and all of those things. Like, mm-hmm. What is the one thing you tell her? The gift God placed inside of you, he's going to get the glory out of it. It may not look the way you want it. It won't be the day you want or the way that you want, but it's coming. I remember Joyce Meyer said something at her conference that I've like carried with me this is in October, but she said whenever she feels stressed and she feels like things are just out of control, that she just speaks to the situation. She says it out loud if she can. I believe God is working. Mm-hmm. I believe God is working. And just that simple phrase reminds her that no matter what is around me, mm-hmm. there is a greater plan at work. Yeah, absolutely. It's two songs that I use. One is Power Belongs to God by Hezekiah Walker. In that end part when he's singing, there's nothing too hard for God. Mm-hmm. I just sing it over and over and I turn it loud and sometimes I I'll say, husband, I need to go for a drive, and I'll just crank it, roll the windows down, scream it to the top of my lungs. That song and Victory by Ty Tribbett. Mm. When he says, every situation I face, I win, that gives me, like, I feel like a superhero saying that. Like, every situation I face, I win. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like. I'm going to win this battle. This is a test, and I'm going to pass the test because I don't want to see it again. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we are being tested in our faith and our belief and our wherever it is. And will you pass the test or will you face it again? Will I get too upset? Will I blow up at somebody when I was really supposed to uh, operate in peace or operate in compassion? This is a test. Will you pass the test? I have one more question for you. Okay. Okay. What do you think the kingdom needs to know about the culture and that the culture needs to know about the kingdom? I think... The culture needs to know about the kingdom, and I think that they need to—there's a lot of misconceptions, and 
there's a lot of wrong information and it's all subject to their experience and brokenness. So if they had a bad experience in church, then they have a then they just write it off. Yeah. If they saw a bootleg preacher that stole money, they put that blanket over the whole of the kingdom and they don't realize that the kingdom of God is life. Yeah and grace and love and peace and victory. They just, they feel like I can do it without it. I talked to a non-believer who told me, everything that you do with faith, I can do without. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. And I think the kingdom needs to understand that that is where people are coming from. Because a lot of times on the kingdom side, we feel like, oh, they know better. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Sometimes they didn't grow up in church mm-hmm. on Sundays. Sometimes their grandmama wasn't a praying grandmama. Maybe she cussed and carried a gun and had alcohol every Sunday. Yeah. So we have to have a different level of mercy and grace for the culture. And then the culture needs to be open to understanding that we are human yeah. and that we see it too. Mm-hmm. We're not right, blind. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I have that conversation a lot with people. I see them too. Mm-hmm. I just decide to put my eyes on God and not the people because we're all flawed. Right. We're all in need of a savior, you know, and they attribute, sometimes the culture will attribute the savior to his representatives. And his representatives, we should live better. For sure. We should do better, you For know. Sure. But if we present our humanness mm-hmm. and our perfection, then if there is an error or a flaw, they can have grace for us. But they can't have grace for us if we've been mean, con- condemning, and self-righteous. self-righteous. Yeah. So the church needs, to, the, the kingdom needs to understand that there's still grace that needs to happen. And you know, always need to be wise to win souls. Yeah. You know, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee? You know, but if the world could just understand, for God so loved the world. Yeah, everybody. That he gave his only son, that whosoever mm-hmm. believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If they understood that, and I know that's a scripture that most people know, but I don't think they take time and just pick it apart. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave you time. We're the only creation that has the option to choose him. Yeah. Nature obeys, Mm -hmm. animals obey, the oceans, the seas, they all obey. But us, he gave us the option to choose him. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And the ones of us that have chosen him, we have a responsibility to tell him how beautiful it is. Not just, you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to mess up. Tell him about the love. Tell him about the peace. Tell him about the favor. Tell him all the good stuff that God offers. And you fall so in love with Jesus. I don't have to be scared of hell because I don't want to go there because Jesus isn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the cool place. This is a much better option, you know? And I think it, it's all in presentation. It's all in understanding. It's all in patience. And um, I think people like us have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but it's good work and I'm enjoying it. I love seeing people come to Christ. I love... Even seeing certain secular artists, rappers, or actors um, express their faith, you know, I'm going, it's working. And they say stuff like, oh, I watched Bishop Jake's podcast, mm-hmm. or I heard a song, or it's like, yes, guys, it's working. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be discouraged because the whole world ain't saved today. Yeah. We know that wide is the way that leads to, leads to destruction, and there will be many that won't choose Christ. But we can be instrumental and influential in drawing somebody just in my corner or whatever he's assigned me to. I'll take that and I'll do my best. And that's where we have to take comfort and trust that the Holy Spirit's going to do the work as long as we make ourselves available. Yeah. Well, thank you. You make me proud to be a God girl. Oh, you make me proud to be a God girl. I love you too.
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.